in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I was asked to speak about how to serve during this time of COVID. So I thought, let me first uh, diagnose the needs of our children and then how as servants we address these needs. And of course, this uh, topic is open for discussion. So after I share my thoughts with you, uh, if any one of you from the fathers or from all of you want to share with me an experience or a concern or an idea or a recommendation, this will enlighten and enrich our discussion together. So actually, I diagnose five issues uh, that we need to address in serving our children in Sunday school. The first issue is boredom. When I was doing visitation during the last uh, three months, actually most of the children, regardless of their age, either primary school, middle school, high school, college, even adults, they are bored because they are staying home, they cannot go out, everything is beyond the screen. So there is boredom uh, in, in all our children. This boredom led to another concern, which is the addiction of games. Some of our children spend hours and hours and hours just playing games or on a social media, just wasting their time doing nothing. And many, many parents, they told me the life of our children are turned upside down. What do I mean by this? They sleep at five or six in the morning and they woke up at 2 uh, p.m. And I heard this like a common concern in different churches in different states, that most of the children stay all night up and they walk, uh, they, they sleep during day. The third concern that Many families, and this actually applies for adults, for youth, for children. They lost the routine, I'm going to use the word routine, of waking up on Sunday morning and they are excited to go to the church. Now the routine of Sunday become or became different. They lost the interest even in attending Sunday school in person. So they feel disconnected from the church. 
Some families told me when finally the day of their registration came and they start to wake up their children to go to the church, they, the, ch- the children show no interest to wake up and to go to the church. Even attending the Sunday school uh, via, for example, Zoom meeting. Uh, I was told, you know, when stay home order started in March, many people were excited to attend and the attendance was very, very high. Liturgies, midnight praises, prayer, Sunday school. Then after the resurrection feast, the attendance started to decline gradually. And when the church started to open, people were very, very excited to do registration. And then, actually, these excitements are declining gradually. And during weekdays, I heard from many churches, they don't have enough people to register to uh, fill, actually, the, the required number for registration during weekdays. One of the fathers just texted me today, and he told me, because the people attended St. Mary's uh, liturgy yesterday, St. Mary's feast liturgy yesterday, the attendance today was very, very, very low. As if people, خلاص, uh, and I attended one liturgy, it's more than enough. Uh, and I heard from Sunday school servant that even the attendance uh, through Zoom is declining gradually. And many youth or children, they register or log in and then they mute the video and mute the audio and they actually leave the room. And when the Sunday school call on them, you know, they, they take some time until they run back to the room in order to answer. So even the Zoom meeting start to prove it's a failure now. So this disconnection from the church, and the longer we will stay away from the church, the more serious this issue will be. Uh, The fourth concern or issue is the fear. Some, maybe this in in adult more than the youth, but even some of the youth are so afraid from this virus. Either afraid for themselves or afraid for their their parents, and they don't want to go out. Uh, I was told to some youth, from March until now, they did not leave their homes. Period. Because they are afraid. And as we, I will address this point, we need actually to teach our children and we ourselves should be example to differentiate between care or being careful and fear. Fear is a vice, not a virtue. But to be careful is a virtue. 
And big difference between being careful and fear. And this issue also has to be addressed. Fear comes from lack of faith. When our faith is strong, we will not be fearful. Yes, we'll be careful, but not fearful. And the last point, with all what's going on in the world, including the COVID, and the other news, whether they are rumors or true, like the vaccination, like the ship, whether it is the mark of the beast or not, uh, should we accept to be vaccinated or rejected the vaccine, whether it is the mark of the beast or not, and uh, are we in the end of the days, why God allowing this to happen? So all these questions start to install doubt in the hearts of many people, and we have many, many questions that has to be answered. Because this question, this unanswered question, actually hindering their faith and hindering their growth. So these are the five points or the five concerns that during the last three months, when I started doing visitation, I discovered from the many families that I visited during these three months. So, let us try to address these five issues one by one. The first issue is boredom. We as Sunday school servants, we need to engage the parents with us in doing a daily program for our children. Because if there is no a daily program for our children, then they don't know how to spend their time. They are locked in, and they have a plenty of time, and they don't know how to do it. And this program can include a spiritual activity like the daily canon, fun activities, uh, some studying, uh, hobbies, some talents they learn or they excel uh, in it. So we need actually as Sunday school servants to call the parents of each child in our class and try to organize with him or with them a daily program for their children. And with the daily program, of course, any program or any schedule, there has to be flexibility. And let us apply it. And with applying the program, there has to be some sort of follow-up, whether it is practical or not practical. And of course, knowing the talent and the hobbies and the interests of each child will help us have to make a very interesting and attractive program to our children. This program also can 
include some contest and studies to increase their knowledge and to exercise their intellect, intellectual faculties. And with some, in, in the program actually, we should organize some joint activities. Again, maybe through Zoom, so all the class can get together for some activities. Not only get activity only once a week for the Sunday school, but for other activities, social activities, uh, like or, um, or spiritual activities, or uh, any kind of hobbies or contests or competition among them. And thank God, now I think uh, we can bring our children to the church while we keep the requirement of CDC, but without violating the requirement of CDC, and while we are careful, we should actually be willing to open the church to the maximum number that is allowed by the CDC. It is unhealthy for our children and for the adults to remain locked. Actually, I was visiting a psychiatrist and he told me the number of people that are suffering from depression are increasing very, very, very much from March. And the number of the consumption of alcohol, number of people start to consume alcohol, actually increased again from March. That's why, yes, we need to be safe, but we need to encourage the youth and the adults to come to the church. And we need actually to reach the maximum number that is allowed. So let us see the requirement of each state, each city, and we follow this. It is very unhealthy. People will not die from COVID, but will die from depression and suicide. The suicidal ideation, actually many of our youth are suffering from suicidal ideation. So, as a church, we care not only about the spiritual health, but also their psychological health and their physical health. Also, if the family accepting visitation, uh, I, I like to, you as Sunday school servant to go and visit them and spend the time with your children or take them out, go and drink coffee and, or take ice cream with them. Just make this personal connection. Otherwise, suffering from boredom will actually get most of them into depression and this will not be good for them. The second point or the second concern is the addiction of games 
and I call it addiction. And we need actually to address with our youth or our children in general the danger of spending a lot of time in front of the video games or uh, social media behind these devices. There is a book called Connected. That's the name of the book, Connected. You can read it in 20 to 30 minutes, a small booklet. It addresses all the uh, physical, emotional, psychological, and mental, and mental uh, illnesses that attack the youth who spend many, many hours behind these screens. And it is based on scientific research. So we need actually to address these issues with our children and to show them the danger of being just hiding behind the screens. Besides all these illnesses, the social skills of our children is going down. I met with some interviewers for the medical program, medical residency, and medical schools from our congregation. And they told me, we have youth apply either for the medical school or apply for residence. And they are extremely smart. But their social skills is zero. That's why we cannot accept them in our programs. Their social skills is zero because they are all the time behind these screens. They need actually to be weaned and to structure their life in order to spend a certain amount of time every day and uh, behind these screens, and after this, they need to be engaged in other social activities. Also, from medical point of view, God actually allowed the hormones in our body to be secreted in, in certain order. For example, the high level of cortisone to function well will be from 4 in the morning until 8 to 9 in the morning, and in the same in the evening. So when actually we spent all the night awake, and then we start to sleep, when actually we have the high level of cortisone to uh, help us to be productive, that's not right. And we need to explain this to them. And thank God we have many physicians who can actually explain this to our children. It is healthier to sleep early and to wake up early, not as most of our youth are doing right now. Uh, I was visiting a church three or four weeks ago, and we have the youth meeting after the liturgy on Sunday. 
And they told me, we need actually to start calling the youth around two to wake them up to attend the youth meeting. 2 p.m. We as Sunday school servants, we should actually address this point with our children and to help them how to overcome this addiction to the games and to social media, how to restructure their life and how to be committed to the daily program that I mentioned in the first point. It's very important to be committed to this daily program and we can motivate them and we follow up and hold them accountable. We can change the program in order to fit their schedule and their interests. The third point, which is our children now feel disconnected from the church. And they don't feel the need to come to the church. They will tell you, do I have to come to the church? I will attend the Vesper uh, through Zoom. I will attend the live streaming. It's enough just to come to the church when I want to take communion. And maybe some of them will say, you know, I will attend the liturgy and just come for the last 10 minutes to take communion. We need actually to show them the importance of being assembled together. St. Paul spoke about this in Hebrews when he spoke about our fellowship with one another. In Hebrews chapter 10, no, chapter 12. So St. Paul noticed that some people start not to attend the the church uh, and they are not assembled, no, Hebrew 10, as I told you in the beginning. We are examining the first, yes, is the right one. Hebrew 10, verse 25. Be all not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So if we have a question about whether are we in, at the end of the days, and if we believe we are at the end of the days, then we need actually not to forsake our assembly to one another, as St. Paul saying. And more especially when we see the day, the day of the coming of the Lord is approaching. So they should feel the importance of our assembly together. And we need to explain to them the blessing 
of our assembly together. As the Lord said, if two or three assembled in my name, I will be in their midst. We'll be in their midst to do what? To bless them. To bless them. تعرفين في لحن أبؤرو اللي هي O King of Peace The third verse and the fourth verse are connected together I will say it in Arabic and then I will explain it in English بقول عمانو إيه الإلهنا في وسطنا الآن بمجد أبي والروح القدس موجود ليه ليباركنا كلنا وليطهر قلوبنا ويشفي أمراض نفسنا أكثر. يعني most of us we understand these two verses as not connected with each other. No. These two verses means Emmanuel our God is now in our midst with his good father and the Holy Spirit. Why the Holy Trinity is with us? Why? To bless us all and to heal the sickness of our souls and our bodies. So, the fourth verse is not just a prayer we ask him to bless us. It is actually explanation why the Holy Trinity dwelling with us when we assemble together to bless us and to purify our souls and to heal the sickness of our souls and bodies. We need to know the importance and, and, and to learn the importance of being together. I wish that Sunday school in all the churches in our diocese to return back as soon as we can without violating the regulation of CDC again. To be careful. Because the more we are using the Zoom, the more difficult our children will come back to Sunday school. And today we opened a very beautiful building for Sunday school, and I hope we can use this building to not be just uh, a monument. Also, if we, if we can bring all the children together, maybe we can bring them in small groups. For example, we can bring them for two hours to spend together here, we can bring like 10 or 15 person or 20 to spend some time together to eat pizza, to, to, to sing, to chant, and any, any activity. And then we we'll bring the other group and the third group. I want our children to get used to come to the church. And when you get them out of their houses, they will fight the boredom. But to keep them in their houses, it's not good for them. Neither spiritually, nor psychologically, nor mentally. Also, I noticed that registration for the liturgies, parents and young children, very small number from the middle school and the high school come. And while actually I was uh, touring the new building, I found many classes for the middle school, more than one class. 
and more than one class for the high school. How many middle school attended today? How many high school attended today? At the registration, maybe their parents came, but the children now, they are not interested besides because they woke up late, so the church became like a burden for them. As Sunday school servants, you need to follow up with them to make sure that they register for the church and they can come and attend. And those who don't have schools or work, maybe they can go come during weekdays in order for those who have schools, uh, they can come on Saturday and Sunday. So, basically, in order to be reconnected with the church, we need to spend more time in the church. And it's your responsibility as Sunday school servant to do activities in the church for the children to bring them. It's your responsibility. I don't want the children to feel strangers and disconnected from the church. Uh, the fourth point, which is fear. Again, you need to explain to them the difference between fear and uh, being careful. I am not encouraging to be careless, definitely not. But we need to be careful, but not afraid and not fearful. You need to strengthen their faith and pray with them as the disciples prayed and ask that God increase our faith. Also, uh, read with them the comforting promises of God. And the Holy Scripture is full with many, many Promises that comfort our soul and cast out fear from our heart. Fear not. As we did in our Bible study yesterday, there was a storm and the boat was about to drown. And they awoke the Lord, telling him, our master, our master, we are perishing. But they did not realize as long as Jesus is with them, even if he was sleeping, nothing will happen to them. Also, we need to be realistic about the concept of suffering and illness, diseases and death. And this issue should be addressed. Yes, we need to be careful. But some people will get sick. And some people will die, whether from this virus or from any other reasons. And death is not the end of our life. In every liturgy we say, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of each to come. So yes, we are careful, very careful. 
But if it is the will of God, or if it is my time to go, I'm not afraid from death. We are ready. You know, during this difficult time, people died from other reasons. People died from car accident. People died from heart attack. So, yes, we'll be careful, but at the same time, we are not afraid from death or from illness. And we need to explain this to our children and to increase their faith. To be terrified from the idea of death, we will die sooner or later, all of us. So, we should not be afraid, but we should be watchful and ready if this day is coming soon. That's how the church actually, in, in, in early times, prepared the children, her children, during the time of tribulation, during the time of persecution, and also during the time of pandemics. The church actually strengthened the faith of their children and taught them we should not be fearful from death. Again, I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm not saying to be careless. No, I'm not saying this. But I'm saying not to be fearful or afraid. With our strong faith, we will not be fearful or afraid. The last point is the doubts and the many unanswered questions. As I told you, there are many unanswered questions. Are we in the end of the days? Uh, why this pandemic? Is it from God? Is it God is angry with us? Uh, is the vaccine will be the mark of the beast? Should we accept it or not? Is America, is Babylon of the book of Revelation? It's mentioned the book of Revelation to God said to his children to get out of Babylon. So is God asking us to leave America if America is Babylon? Many, many questions actually. And I personally got many questions about these issues. Of course, we don't know the answers of many of these questions because many of the prophecies will understand it after it is fulfilled not before it is fulfilled. So, we need to have a strong faith. And maybe it is time for to study some apologetic, especially for the youth and for the pre-servant. As St. Peter said, to be ready to defend the reason of hope that is in you. And Please don't give your personal opinion. If you believe in something good for you, but don't teach it as if this is the teaching of the church. Don't just go and say, that is the wrath of God upon all of us, because you believe that that is the wrath of God. Don't go say, vaccination is the mark of the beast, because you believe or you read some articles about this. 
don't actually uh, share your personal opinions, but teach the truth that's revealed to us in the scripture about the end of the days and about how to be ready to this time, the time of great tribulation. And maybe it's also time to explain some concept that uh, some denomination misinterpret them like the rapture, when the rapture will happen. According to First Thessalonians chapter 4, rapture will happen during the second coming of Christ, not before the great tribulation, as some other denominations are explaining. So uh, maybe it's a good time now, while people have all this question, to uh, give some lectures about the end of the times, uh, rapture, what are the sequence of events that happen, what is the great tribulation, what are the two sure signs for the end of the days. St. Paul in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 said there are two sure signs for the end of the day. Apostasy, when people fall away, and the appearance of the Antichrist. So the truth that's revealed to us, it is time actually to share it with our children. Above all, we as servants, we need to take care of our spiritual life and to be filled with the grace of God and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot serve your children well and you cannot address all these points that I mentioned if you yourself, you are shaken in your faith, you have doubts in your heart, you have fear in your heart. So you need actually to build yourself spiritually. You need to uh, have a strong relationship with God to be filled with the Holy Spirit in order to be able to serve the, the children during this difficult time uh, honestly and faithfully. These are some thoughts and ideas uh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to share with you, but I like to hear from you and from the fathers if you want to address more points or more concern or if you have more ideas how to overcome these points. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.